within herself, like some creature who moved about in an impenetrable bubble, emerging only when it was absolutely necessary to say anything to anyone or do anything with anyone. But family did matter to me. It always had, and it always would. I didn't have to go on the internet and look it up to know that a family wasn't just something that brought you comfort and security. It provided some warmth in an otherwise cold and often harsh and cruel world. It gave you hope, especially when events or actions of others weighed you down with depression and defeat. All the rainbows in our lives originated with something from our families. In fact, all I was thinking about this morning was my mother, the softness in her face, the love in her eyes, and the gentleness in her touch whenever she had wanted to soothe me, comfort me, or encourage me, and how my father glowed whenever we were with him. How I longed for that warmth to be in my life again. Yes, family mattered. True friends mattered too, even though I had few, if any, up to now. Just because I was good at making it seem like I was indifferent and uncaring about relationships, that didn't mean I actually was. Students in the schools I had attended thought I was weird because of what I could do and what I had done, most of it so far above and beyond them that they didn't even want to think about it. I didn't need to give them any more reasons to avoid me, especially adding something like being a social misfit, which in the minds of most teenagers was akin to a fatal infectious disease. I knew most avoided me because they believed I was too arrogant to care about anyone but myself. I mean, who could warm up to someone who seemed to need no one else? From what they saw or thought, I didn't even require teachers when it came to learning and passing exams. I was a phenomenon, an educational force unto myself. Maybe I didn't need a doctor or a dentist or a parent either. I already knew as much as, if not more, than all of them put together. It wasn't much of a leap to think I didn't need friends. I'm sure most wondered what they could possibly offer someone like me anyway. Besides, being around me surely made them feel somewhat inferior. They were afraid they would say something incorrect, and who likes to worry about that, especially when you're with friends? I would have to confess that I didn't do all that much to get them to think otherwise. Perhaps it really was arrogance. Or maybe I simply didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to smile and be warm just for the sake of a friendship. One thing I couldn't get myself to do was be a phony— I was too bogged down in truth and reality. Julie moved farther into my room, inching forward carefully, poised to retreat instantly like someone approaching a wild animal, even though the wild animal was in a cage. Thinking that was where I was made sense. If anyone should feel trapped and in a cage right now, it was I. In fact, the more I thought about it, the more I realized that wasn't much of an exaggeration. That was what I felt I was, and not just because of what I had done and what was happening today. I'd always felt this way. Deep down inside, despite my superior intellect, I sensed that people, especially educators and parents of other students, believed I was like some new kind of beast that needed to be kept apart from the rest of humanity, a mistake in evolution or the final result of it, and because of that, I was chained to something I'd rather not be, especially at this moment myself. As she drew closer, the sunshine streaming through my bedroom windows highlighted every feature of her face. I wished it hadn't. I was sorry I had opened the fuchsia curtains, but I had needed to bring some light in to wash away the shadows gripping my heart. I had no desire to look into Julie's hateful, jealous, dull, hazel eyes. 
Sometimes they followed me into dreams, those envious, vicious orbs floating on a black cloud, invading my sleep like two big insects that had found an opening in my ordinarily well-locked and guarded brain. I hoisted my shoulders and stiffened my neck as if in anticipation of being struck. My abrupt action stopped her and she retreated a few steps. She fumbled with her cowardice. She never, ever wanted to look like she didn't have the upper hand in this house, especially when it came to confronting me. However, she never seemed to get the satisfaction she sought, at least not until now when I was most vulnerable, practically defenseless but with no one to blame for that but myself. I don't care how smart people say you are. You never fooled me with your complicated excuses and fabrications concerning things you have done and said. Right from the beginning, I could see right through you as if you were made of clear glass, she said, more like bragging to give the impression that she had...